Hey everyone, I'm Gabrielle Santiago and welcome to Living Revelations Podcast. We're here to help you find God real in everyday life. We will be talking about how to hear from God, how to have a relationship with Him, and what it looks like to walk into your God-given purpose as you do life with God. I want to invite you to take life a step at a time closer to Christ with us. This is Finding God Real in Everyday Life. Hey guys, this is Gabby. Thanks for tuning in. So today I'll be talking with you all about keeping your lamps burning for Jesus. So I had a dream recently that really is what stirred up and woke up my my spirit man. Um, And the dream, basically, the Lord was really reminding me the importance of praying for those that we know that are not saved. And in the dream in particular, there was a person, you know, that I grew up knowing who was... um, just a hardcore Muslim, you know, he is someone not, is not someone that you would think would be following God, but in the dream, you know, he was, he was open to the things of God. And it just really woke up, like I said, you know, my, my spirit man to be interceding, you know, to be interceding and to truly burn for what God burns. And today we're going to talk about what does it mean and what does it look like to be keeping our lamps burning for Jesus? Because we see that in the scriptures where Jesus tells us to keep our lamps burning. And so, you know, for each of us, it might look differently. But I pray that as we go through the scriptures and as you listen in, that the Holy Spirit will show you what you need to burn for Him, right? What needs to be lit on fire, where you're no longer just doing the things that you do, right? Going to church, just reading the Bible. Yeah, I'm a Christian but that you truly are burning for the Lord. Romans 12, 11 to 12 says, Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, and faithful in prayer. And this verse is such a great reminder that we should never be lacking in zeal, right? Like we should always be excited and passionate to be with Jesus, to be in prayer, right? Like the next verse is faithful in prayer. And the problem is we think many times that it's okay to not be excited or you know full of zeal. Zeal, you know, talking about passion. But what I want to encourage you all is that Jesus is not looking for us to be lukewarm, right? He says it's it's not good, you know. Many times we think that oh, well, I'm not cold, but I'm not hot, so I'm just going to be in the middle. The problem is when you stay in that lukewarm place, your heart will eventually be cold from God. You're going to start loving the things of this world rather than loving Jesus. And the Lord has reminded me of this, you know, months ago, where I realized I was starting to, and I I think I did a podcast on it, but where I was starting to desire the things of my past, the things of the world. And I realized, oh, it was because I lost first love with Jesus. And so we need to continue, right? Never be lacking in zeal. And how do we keep our light, you know, burning our, our... our flames and fire, it's going to require us to be with Jesus. You know, we are never called to do this on our own, to strive, you know, and go on and try to do it in our own strength. But Jesus, He even reminds us to come to Him. Right? When we come to Him, when we abide in Him, He's the one that allows us to bear fruit. He's the one that stirs the fire in our hearts, that lights up our hearts, that gives us vision to move forward. You know, I I always encourage you all to read Revelation. The reason why is when I read Revelation, I get excited for eternity. I no longer fear death, but I get excited for what's to come. You know, recently I was telling my husband that 
I noticed whenever I don't read Revelation in a while, I start having this fear of death. But as I was reading Revelation and just pondering and setting my gaze into eternity, I just got so excited. Like, Lord, we should be excited when the day comes closer. Like Paul, you know, he even says in the Bible that he'd rather die to be with the Lord. But we are we should be excited because the moment we die on earth, we in the blink of an eye, we get to see Jesus like face to face. And we get to be in our glorified bodies. And so there should be such excitement for this. And furthermore than that, also in my end, like I mentioned, you know, praying for the salvation of those who don't know Jesus, family members, friends, people that maybe God has put in your heart, co-workers, you know, we need to pray. We need to have a heart that burns for it. And I believe when, when eternity is real for us, it's going to be an automatic response for us to be burning for those that are lost. Because the reality is Jesus, he is still suffering in there. Not everyone has been saved, right? Scripture says in Isaiah, he is the man of sorrows and he was sad. You know, seeing us people in in a place of perishing, and that's why he died for us. But the problem is if we still don't accept Jesus, even though he died for us, we can't be saved. You know, and it's just so important for us to really invite the Holy Spirit in on a daily basis and say, Holy Spirit, show me your heart. Show me the Father's heart. I always love praying John 16, 13 where it says the spirit of truth will guide you into all truth. He does not speak on his own, but only what he hears and he will tell you what is yet to come. So you can ask the Holy Spirit to show you the Father's heart, to show you the heart and, and what's burning in Jesus' heart, that you may have that. You know, Jesus makes it clear in John 15, unless you abide in me, you can do nothing. But if you abide in me, you will bear much fruit. And so all it takes is for us to be around people that love Jesus and are burning on him, right? Like when you are when you have um, a, a match that has a flame and you bring another match close to it, it also burns. So stay in community, people that love Jesus, that are walking in purity, that are pursuing the heart of God to please him and nothing else, right? Like they are striving and walking in holiness. Those are the type of people that you want to be with. But most of all, you also need to have fellowship with the Lord. We need to be spending time with Him, allowing Him to speak, taking time to slow down on our days. And I want to share here in Ephesians 5, 12 to 17. It says, For it is shameful even to speak of those things which are done by them in secret. But all things are that are exposed are made manifest by the light. For whatever makes manifest or is manifested in the light is light. Therefore, He says, Awake you who sleep. Arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. Walk in wisdom. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Therefore do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Guys, this is the time for us to know what God's will is for our lives. And if you're in a season right now where you're like, well, I don't know what job to do or the next step, you still know what you need to do. Right, you still need to be on fire, right? Never lacking in zeal with the Lord, keeping our lamps burning, which we're going to talk about soon in the scriptures. And, you know, taking time to put God first, loving those before us, living rightly before God. It's time for us to know the will of God and to do it. To even start, and, you know, I'm speaking to myself, but asking God, God, how do you want me to use my day, my break times? How can I honor you, God? What assignments, what projects do you want me to do? It's so important that in this time too, 
that we walk with vision. You know, guys, like what it says here, we need to redeem the times because the days are evil and the days are only growing more evil. Things are not getting, you know, in a sense, more holier, the world at least, right? Hopefully the churches, that's what our, our prayer is. We want the church to be shining brighter as the days get darker. But we have to acknowledge that if we want to redeem the days, we have to know what God's will is and do it. And again, you know, like what I mentioned before, living with that eternal mindset, not forgetting the great commission, right? God says, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, making disciples, praying for people, sharing the gospel. You know, these are things that we just have to wake ourselves. You know, it's time for us to wake up, you know, like what, this, what I just read here. And if there are things that are dark in your life that need to be exposed, expose it. Confess it to someone that is trustworthy. And you don't have to be ashamed. Jesus makes it clear in 1 John, if you confess your sins, He is faithful and just to cleanse you and to turn what is unrighteous and, and make you righteous. But it starts with you exposing it. And I feel like there are some of you guys that need to expose the darkness, to expose the secrecy, to expose it with someone that is trustworthy so that it can just be removed off your chest and that your heart could be the light. Because if we want to burn, right, burn for Jesus and keep our lamps burning, it's going to require us to steward the Holy Spirit and to have light in us, to guard our eyes. You know, I'm reminded of that scripture that says, whatever you, um, you're, you behold in your eyes, then you become whatever you behold. Luke 11, 34 says, your eye is the lamp of your body. When your eyes are healthy, your whole body also is full of light. When they are unhealthy, your body also is full of darkness. So again, whatever it is that you need to get right with God, guys, this is the time to do it. And the reason why I say this is now where I'm gonna get into, you know, the whole keeping our lamps burning. Jesus is coming back, right? That's the reality and he can come anytime. And we have to start living out Colossians 3.2, where it says, set your affections on things above or set your mind on things above and not on earthly things. And like I said, you know, it can be easy even for myself to be so consumed with work, with ministry, with family, with things to do, just be so consumed with this world, consumed with myself, consumed with my looks, consumed on social media. But we need to get in the word and look up and remember that Jesus is coming back. 1 Peter 1, 24 to 25 says, All people are like grass, and all their glory is like the flowers of the field. The grass withers and the flowers fall, but the word of the Lord endures forever. The best investment we can give is even putting the word of God in our hearts because the word is going to endure forever. Everything we read in the Bible is going to come to pass. And we know that Jesus is the word. And so he too is eternal and he will last forever. And as his children, we get to be with him for eternity. You know, Jesus promises us in Matthew, I will never leave you or forsake you. He says, I will be with you until the very end of age. That's the peace that we have. And I encourage you all, you know, we don't have time to go through all of Matthew 24, but I encourage you all, please, today, you know, after you listen to this or watch this, read Matthew 24. But we're going to read some passages today. In Matthew 24, 14, it says, And this gospel of the kingdom, the gospel of Jesus, will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. I read this recently, and that just woke up, you know, my soul, my spirit man, that there is an end that is to come, where when Jesus will come back 
And that's when he will judge the world and the new heavens and new earth will come. And this is so important that we live with this every single day, remembering that the end will come, that Jesus is coming soon. Um, in Matthew 24, I'm going to read verse 27 and 29 and 31. It says, For as lightning that comes from the east is visible even in the west, so will the coming of the Son of Man be. And so God is already showing us that when Jesus comes, we are all going to see him come. Verse 29 says, Immediately after the distress of those days, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light and stars will fall from the sky and the heavenly bodies will be shaken. Then will appear the Son of Man in heaven and then all the peoples of the earth will mourn when they see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he will send his angels with a loud trumpet call and they will gather his elect the four, from the four winds from one end of the heavens to the other. This is such an important passage. Like when I read this, it's just such a great reminder that he's coming back and that God is going to gather those that are his, right? It says here with his angels, he will gather his elect from all over the four corners of the earth and we will get to be with him. But we have to ask ourselves again, you know, are we truly in a position where we're walking towards salvation or not? Right, Paul says, he says, I run to win the prize, heavenward. He's not just thinking about you know, getting a good job or passing our grades here. Although those are great things. We're called to steward what we're given. But let's also not forget our salvation. How are we living with God? And, and again, our hearts can't be right with God if we're apart from Him, guys. If you're already far from God, you can't even say that you're right with God. What I mean by far from God is like you're not spending time with Him. You know, you're not praying and abiding in fellowship. It's impossible. You know, because if it was, then Jesus wouldn't have to come here. He wouldn't have to give us his Holy Spirit. That's why, again, going back to John 15, Jesus even says, apart from me, you can do nothing. And so we need him. We have to ask ourselves these questions. In Numbers 14, 24, this is, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of jumping around here, but this is going back to Old Testament. This is a passage, you know, where it talks about Caleb and Joshua. But I love how God describes Caleb. He says, but because my servant Caleb has a different spirit and follows me wholeheartedly, I will bring him into the land he went to and his descendants will inherit it. So during this time, you know, the Israelites were unfortunately giving into fear and not wanting to go into the promised land that God had actually called them to. They were too scared of the people there. They were giants. They were like, there's no way we can overcome them. But Caleb and Joshua had a different, right? It says here, they had a different spirit and they followed me wholeheartedly. Their whole heart, there, was, there wasn't even 10% that was like, no, I still want to do my way. So I want to ask you now is, how is your heart with God? Is there a percentage of your heart that you haven't completely surrendered to God? Because there's truly nothing as satisfying and good outside of Jesus. Something may seem temporarily satisfying or good, but it's not going to be forever. You know, for those of you who have read my single but in a relationship with God book, you've heard my testimony where I said, you know, I thought me being in this relationship would fulfill me. You know, this guy, obviously wasn't living rightly with God. He still believed in Jesus, but wasn't living rightly. And I enjoyed it. You know, we would go to Disney. I'd get treat, you know, treated well. Like physically things were well, but spiritually I was dying. And I can tell you that's so temporary, those satisfactory feelings that we're going after. But when you go after Jesus, you give your whole heart. Yes, there, there will be suffering. But when you experience the Lord and His love for you and you actually encounter Him, there's nothing sweeter than that. 
You can go through the hardest times. I've seen, I've heard testimonies, even myself, you know, where even my husband maybe has failed me, but I don't have to feel like I'm unloved or lose any feelings of love because of Jesus. That's how strong and powerful the Lord is. So I want to encourage you, whatever it is that you haven't given up to God and surrendered, give it up. You know, the Lord isn't forceful. He invites, he, in, in fact, with his disciples, he says, come follow me. It was an invitation. He didn't like drag the disciples and force them to follow him. And so the same thing with you, no one is going to force you. You have the choice, but will you choose today? Tomorrow is not guaranteed. You know, tomorrow is not guaranteed. Either you lose your life or either Jesus comes, right? We don't know. And so we need to be burning for him now. Okay, well, I'm going to read now in Matthew 25 and Luke 12. In all these passages that I'm giving you, I want you to also go and, and read it yourself. There's power in just having the Holy Spirit also speak to you personally. But in Matthew 25, 1 to 13, it says, At the time, the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. The foolish ones took their lamps but did not take any oil with them. The wise ones, however, took oil in jars along with their lamps. The bridegroom was a long time in coming. So that's us, right? Like, bridegroom hasn't come. He's a long time coming. And they all became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight, the cry rang out, Here's the bridegroom. Come out to meet him. Then all the virgins woke up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish ones said to the wise, Give us some of your oil. Our lamps are going out. No, they replied, There may not be enough for both of us and you. Instead, go to those who sell oil and buy some for yourselves. But while they were on their way to buy the oil, the bridegroom arrived. The virgins who were ready went in with him, with Jesus, to the wedding banquet, and the door was shut. Later, the others also came and said, Lord, Lord, open the door for us. But he replied, Truly I tell you, I do not know you. Therefore keep watch, because you do not know the day or the hour. So it is so important. First of all, the virgins that did not have oil, in verse 12, Jesus says, Truly I tell you, I do not know you. These are people that did not spend time with God, most likely were living wrongly, living lawlessly. They were far from God. And so that's why, you know, going back again to what I was talking about, keeping your lamps burning, we need that oil. We need to gather that oil. And that comes from the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is even a representation of oil. Right? We need the Holy Spirit. We need to be filled with the Spirit. We need to be abiding and gathering our oil. Gathering our oil looks like being drenched with the Holy Spirit. And you can only be drenched with the Holy Spirit when you spend time with Him. That's why, you know, going back to Luke 10, Jesus even says in the passage about Mary and Martha, He says, Mary did the one thing that is necessary. And what did she do? She sat at the feet of Jesus and listened to Him. So we just need to take more time to be with the Lord. We need to be with Him. Luke 12, 35. I don't have time, unfortunately, to read all of this, so I'm actually just going to read verse 35 here. Um, but by the way, for those that are interested in just growing in the Word and growing in your relationship with God and community, we do have our online Bible studies. So um, we'll put the link right here below, but you can go to our website, livingrevelations.com, and sign up. We have live Bible studies that happen. Um, that's kind of too where we get to go more into the scriptures. You know, these videos and podcasts, it's just a glimpse, you know, I'm just sharing my heart, but I really do want you all to really be in the word. But anyways, I only have time to read this one verse, but it says Luke 12, 35. 
be dressed, ready for service, and keep your lamps burning. And when you read the rest of it, you know, again, Jesus is giving us an analogy here of someone that is called to steward the home and being prepared when the master comes, which is a representation of Jesus coming. How will we steward our body, right? This life that we have. But this is the key, right? Verse 35, be dressed, ready for service, and keep your lamps burning. So I want to ask you right now, what is something in your life that you need to do or to let go to keep your lamp burning for Jesus? You know, to keep your lamp burning is basically to keep your heart burning for Him. To be like what I read earlier in Romans, never lacking in zeal, keeping our spiritual fervor serving the Lord, right? This is what God is asking us. And He's coming back soon. Like, this world is so temporary, it's so small compared to eternity. So I pray that the Holy Spirit, even as I pray that He would reveal to you whatever you need to do to start burning for Him. Lord, I thank you, God, for every single person listening. I pray, Holy Spirit, right now that you would reveal to them what they need to do to keep their lamps burning. Oh, Lord, would you just stir in their hearts to spend time with you, to run to the secret place. I feel like some of you, even after this, you need to like spend time with the Lord after listening to this. Get in the Word. Invite the Holy Spirit in. Lord, show your people the beauty. Gosh, the beauty and the fulfillness we are when we just fellowship with you, Lord. And Lord, let it not just be once a day, but throughout the day, God. May we take moments to often go to you. May we continuously set our minds on you, God, whatever we do. As we're taking care of our kids, as we're going in and about, God. Help us to be quick to repent when we need to repent, Lord. Just thank you, God, for every single person, Lord, that is listening. Be with them, Holy Spirit, and burn their hearts for you. In Jesus' name, amen. So I pray that this has been encouraging to you all. And if you've been blessed by the ministry in any way, please also consider giving. We need all the financial help with all the projects that we're doing. We're working now on building study guides for you to also to be able to study the Bible in depth. You know, our goal is to be able to have that ready next year. So we are working on gathering $30,000 to be able to get all of that project together. But we also do other things that we need help to upkeep, you know, like these podcasts, these videos, our yearly conference, our online Bible studies that we do weekly. And so if you would like to sow into, you know, what God is doing here and, and helping thousands of others worldwide find God real in everyday life, you can give one time or partner with us monthly at livingrevelations.com slash donations. But God bless you all. I, I pray that, you know, this has encouraged you. And please write and share, you know, what is God speaking? So we can also pray for you and help you keep accountable as well. So you can email us too at info at livingrevelations.com. But God bless you all. And I'll talk to you guys next time. Bye. Hi, my name is Taylor. My name is Clara. Hi, I'm Kathy. Oh, my name is Iridia. Revelations has so much seed in my life by just being a community. By first bringing a community that's kind of just all over the world, getting to be surrounded by such a community with like people who have like such a fire for the Lord. The Lord really put me into a place of faith and showing me what it really means to serve Him. I have been so blessed to get so close to a couple of the girls that are in the community. I grew up in the church, but I wasn't really 
living my life the way I am now for the Lord. I'm just so thankful that we're all able to pray together, worship together, read the word together, study together. Living Revelation has also helped me to zone into the calling that God has over my life. I'm very much planted and I'm, I feel God really just um, bringing me to different uh, levels in my life. I hope that you can all also feel like the same kind of um, blessing and help through a living revelations or even through Gabby. So thank you so much. We have seen the greatest transformation in the girls we disciple through our online Bible studies. Our online Bible study is a place where we dive deep into the Word, learn how to grow our relationship with God, and build community. We have had over 140 girls from over nine countries be a part of our online Bible studies. Our podcasts have had over 16,000 downloads. Our social media posts are reaching 120,000 people weekly. Our blogs too have reached around 17,000 people, hitting almost every continent in the world. We are looking to raise $30,000 this coming year to produce study guides to help others study the Bible, to build a team to produce more media, and to expand our online Bible studies and conferences. Our goal is to transform lives to love Jesus. You can give and partner with us today at livingrevelations.com slash donations. hope you've enjoyed this podcast and are blessed. Check out our blogs at livingrevelations.com and follow Living Revelations on Facebook and Instagram. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast to others if you've been blessed. See you all in the next podcast.